Tanya for Yud Tishrei is the continuation of the 20th letter in Igeres HaKadosh. In explaining in yesterday's shir, Al-Tarebbe began to explain the power of Malchus of Atzilus, that Malchus of Atzilus has the power of Keser, and in it is where the Hamshacha, the power of the true power of the Eden Sof, the power of creation, lies. And as mentioned, this is now the project direction that the Altarebbe wants to take this concept to explain how the greatest power of godliness is in the lowest of levels. And as explained in yesterday's Tani, it's that that which seems to be on a lower level in the world of creation or in the worlds as a created fact or a created entity really, truthfully, stems from a much higher source. And that's why mitzvahs are really higher than the terror itself, as explained in yesterday's shir. So continuing that thought, Al-Tarebbe now explains how just like the power of creation, of the creations of Atsilus, comes from Malchus of Atsilus, and that's from this unity of Zah and Malchus, Zun, which is the male and female components of the spheres. Likewise, in the worlds of Biyah, in the lower realms, there's also in each world, there is a certain unification, a certain intimacy of Zun, of the levels of Zah, the spheres of Zah with Malchus, and through that unity, that intimacy, it conceives creations, existences, entities. And that is the combination of the factors of the Eden Self being fueled through them. And Al-Tareb in today's shir develops and explains to us how this process works. And he explains that there's actually three levels of Ur that is being fueled through or being passed through into the lowest of levels through the channel of the Kav. So as we're familiar a bit with this idea, there is two general levels of godliness, or Eid. Besides Eid and Keli, there's two general forms of Eid. There's called Soiv of Kolalmin, and there's Memala Kolalmin. This is something which Al-Tarebbe elaborated on in Lakuti Amarim, in chapter 48. Al-Tarebbe explained to us what's Memala versus Soiv. And generally speaking, Memala is that fuel, that source of energy, that or that is already somewhat tailored and already within the process of being utilized for a creation. And it has now a certain capacity, a certain limitation, a certain definition that's going to slowly evolve through Seder Heshtashlus to now bring about multiplicity, many different creations, but more in general, the power of creation, the power of something identifying itself as existing, etc. To bring something into a state of existence, however, meaning before that, you need a power of soiviv. Soiviv is the power of creation itself. In other words, memala is once there's already an entity or a perceived possible entity of a creation, then that energy to sustain that creation or to bring about the existence of that creation, the nimsa, let's call it, of that creation, that's the energy of mamalakal alman. But to even to bring about the possibility of a nimsa, of something that could exist, that's who the power of soiviv. Another distinction is that soiviv is the purity of God's infinite light of the Eden Self, 
And in that sense, it doesn't have any distinctions of levels. It doesn't have levels of worlds, of apiyav, atzilis, priyatsiyasiya. It exists in all levels equally. It doesn't have higher or lower levels of, of radiation, so to speak, or higher and lower levels of expression. Being infinite, it will be the antithesis of, in, of it being infinite for it to have expression in different levels on different forms. Versus a mamala, mamala is all about being there for specific creations on their level. So the oid of mamala is very explicit and very expressive and very defined. And it has, therefore, it has sort of a limited capacity depending on the level or the world that it's dealing with. Now, this energy flows through the kav. The kav is sort of like a line, the way it's explained in Kabbalah, that draws the energies from the oirat, save of Kolamin, and fuels it through this like filtered channel into the process of worlds and creations and all that. And this fueled type, this, this flowing energy through the kav, starts at the beginning points of Seder Ishtashlus, which we'll use for more you know, easy terms, the beginning stages of the, of the evolution of, of creation, the evolution of existence of independent ent- entities. So the highest level, it is called Ak. Ak is called Adam Kadmain. Adam Kadmain in itself is a sort of a contradiction in terms. Adam represents man, which in Kabbalah refers to, to the ten spheres. That means it already is a sort of an existent ent- entity, something that's already brought into a state of existence. Kadmain represents the idea of something that pre-existed or always existed, never was brought into existence. So Adam Kadmain seems to be a oxymoron. So in Hasidus it brings from the market of Mizrich that really Adam Kadmain represents the concept of Rotzen. In other words, in the realms of the beginnings, the very, very, very beginnings of the ability for there to be worlds and in worlds there should be the ability to create creations that there should be an entity of of it of itself something that exists seemingly independent of elikos or feels itself independent of elikos on the very highest levels there's that grand vision so to speak the grand will the ruts and the way it incorporate encompasses within it all of the eventual details and parts that are planning to come out for it. So for example, you can think of a master architect that is designing a specific building or a stadium or a city or whatever it is. So within the mind of the architect or in the blueprints, let's say, of the architect is contained already all the specific details, not only the general outlook of what the house, mansion, stadium, city is going to look like, but even the specifics, everything has to have its place. Everything has to be already somewhat not existing, obviously, because it's just in a blueprint form, but in the mind, so to speak, of the architect, these ideas, these entities already have, there's, there's a relationship to them. They're, they're, they're there, so to speak, existing on some form. They're not existing. There's no nimsa. There's no true existence, but there's already the beginnings of their, their outline, so to speak, emerging. And that's this level of Adam Kadmain. And on that level, the Ur that's flowing through the Kav on the level of Adam Kadmain is a very pure form of Ur and Saf, being that it's the closest to the Seviv, so that means it's still dealing with somewhat of the infinite Ur, but it's already beginning to create definition for the details of existence, as we mentioned. So it's not pure in Saf, it's not purely infinite, because if it will be purely infinite, it wouldn't even have the ability to start 
you know, dividing things or seeing specifics and seeing individual existences of things. There is no such a thing in or, or in Tzav. But it's still already sort of, since it doesn't really have a bepoyol, it doesn't have an actual existence to anything there, it's still within the levels of, you know, the conceptual form. So therefore, it still retains a purity of our own self. And as this R travels through the Urakav into lower realms, which this Adam Kadman actually incorporates or has within it all the realms, but again, in a state of Rotson, in a state of the conception, in a state of the architect's mind and the blueprint form. But then there's the stage of where this R slowly drips down, so to speak, if you use an analogy, a physical analogy, which is not proper, but the idea that to use it to have an image of this as it drops down into a much more condensed form of or into a more you know more available for existence so this is the form of where the or now becomes relatable to worlds on a much more practical level and that's the or the way it now moves into spheres and first into the spheres of atzilus which retain as mentioned they retain an elikus element they retain a purity of elikus and therefore, they're also somewhat still relatable much more to the or the way it is in Ak and the way it is in Soiviv. There's a certain or in Sof flowing in a way of purity. There's a purity of Elokos. It hasn't, it hasn't taken on. In, in Atzilus, there's no real Nimtza there. There's no real existence. And as mentioned many times, the concept of existence is this identity of an entity that sense, senses itself being somewhat independent of godliness. And that already is not godliness. If something could sense itself or feel that it exists is already a contradiction or it's already antithetical to godliness. But in Atzilus, that isn't the case. Even that which is already sort of broken down into spheres and into furthermore, even into Kalim, which seems to have already a much more limited form, which already could perceive already some sort of form of independent existence as it's already broken down into separate entities, it still retains its purity of alakos. And that's the concept of Ivichayoichad, Ivichayoichad, which the Altareb introduced in the beginning of this letter. Then from Malchus of Atzilus, things are actually created in the world of Atzilus itself. There's forms of creation. As we saw, the Altareb explained that even there, there's three different levels, and to what extent do they retain their purity of Elokos varies on the levels. There's three levels of that creation. But then as this art travels further, as this power of creation travels, travels further into much more realistic creation, into things that do have a sense of entity and identity in the worlds of Biyah, there, the or is further contract, and the way it's described in Kabbalah and Hasidus is like a parsa, a certain like curtain, a veil that sort of blocks the intensity of the light, but yet the light still passes through. It's still the same light, but it changes its velocity, its intensity, and therefore, in that sense, it's not the full purity of that or, but it's still the same or in self or the or from Machos Vatzilus, and that comes into the worlds and in the spheres of Biyah, brings the existence of new entities or perceived new entities of the world of Bria, Tzirasiya, the ten spheres. And then in those spheres, we have this unification of Zun, of Zohar Malchus, that produces now actual creations that feel an entity. They feel themselves as existing, as being an entity, and, and that's their identity. Um, now, once there's the eventual physical existence, Olam Hasiya, there, that's the end of, so to speak, this Adam Kadmi, because that's the final plan. And as Alter will explain in tomorrow's Tanya and continuation, actually the energy that resides in Soiviv, in, in 
in this physical world, the radiation of the or that's flowing from the Kav all the way back from the beginning of the evolution, all the way back in Adam Kadman, is much more intense and much more profound in the physical realm. But that's for later. Now we're just focusing on this downward channel of flow of energy. And what Altrab explains in today's Tanya is that the creation or the power of creation that exists from Malchus Vatzilas into Biyah, there's a number of levels of energy that is being fueled through into Biyah. The first one is that of Malchus Vatzilas, as explained. And what happens is Malchus Vatzilas transforms into the beginnings of Biyah, of, of Bria, and it has a purity of Elakus within it, and that's called the Neshama of Biyah. Like all of us have the Neshama, but our Neshama is divided into five parts. And our neshama of neshama is the part of us that, so to speak, is the energy of the elikus energy within us. And I likewise, in Olamus, there's an elikus energy of, of, of the world which retains its erin self energy. And in that retains the purity of the power of creation of erin self, which is the koyach to create yeshma'ayin. And from there, there's in the zun of biyah, creates the malchus, which allows there to be creations, existences, and entities which have identities that sense differences and separations from God, which is all the koyach of the Aryan self to create this yesh ma'ayin. The ayin being that we don't, that we don't anymore sense the fact that we weren't existing before, that we were in a state of built in imza. Um, and this process is the beginnings of where there's actual yesh and metzius and all that. So on one level, the Aryan self that's flowing into Biyah comes from the Malchus of Atzilus, which contains within it the Neshama for Biyah, and then the Neshama emerges into creations. But what Al-Tarev explains in today's Tani, there's more than that, that even the lower levels of Biyah, for example, the Nefesh and the Ruach levels of the spirit, so to speak, of Biyah, also have within it an Aryan self. And even the creations themselves of Biyah have an Aryan self in them. That means they don't lose, a, they're not totally, they're not disconnected from their own self just because now they're created. I mean, just because the power that created them was their own self doesn't mean they lose their ability to have, have their own self. In fact, they have a radiation of their own self within them. And Al-Tarab explains the reason for that is, is because in additional to the Malchus of Atzilus, Elokos element that's becoming a Neshama for Biyah, there's a flow of the Or HaKav, the way it is an Ak that transfer that flows down, that evolves into the world of Biyah. And that's because, as mentioned, it's the blueprint. So in Ur HaKav, you have, I'm sorry, in Ak, the Ur HaKav in Ak, and Adam, Adam Kadman, has already, it has the vision of Biyah. So there's already an existence of Biyah, so to speak, in Adam Kadman. And that energy, that or, or that level of Ur that's on that level, that contains within it a purity of Ur itself, to some extent, is flowing down into Biyah itself. That means the creations of Biyah have an attachment to that Orin self of the Kav itself. Not just of the Malchus of Atzilus, but the Or HaKav, higher than the Malchus of Atzilus are. Because even Malchus of Atzilus relies, so to speak, on the Or HaKav that's flowing in it. But there could be a Ha'ora, the form, a, a, a radiation form, and not a pure form of that Or HaKav. And then even higher than that, Al-Turba says, flowing from the Or HaKav is the Or HaSaviv. And that Or HaSaviv also flows down into Biyah. So Biyah really has three levels of Alakus, purity of Alakus flowing within it. It has the Malchus of Atzilus. Then it has the Or HaKav, the way it is an Ak, and then it has Seviv within it. 
And this is all to explain how, although we don't sense any of this, because it's mentioned, slavery is something we don't realize, we don't think of ourselves not existing, meaning the stage of where we came from, not existing to existing, which happens through slavery, we don't relate to. We relate to ourselves always existing, which is more mamala. But in that is contained, there's that power to create. That's why we can have children. That's why we have the power of our own self, for ourselves to re- reprocreate, because the ur hakav that flows through has within it the power of the ur self. And as will be explained, that this power is not the or the way the or is in itself. The or itself doesn't have limitations as mentioned. It's soiviv, but the hispashtus, the way the or flows out of itself, like the sun versus the sunlight, the way the sunlight emerges and expresses itself, there could be an ability for that flow of energy, so to speak, come all the way down into the worlds of biyah. And this will be, again, a way of bringing out how only in the lowest levels, in the lowest forms, do you actually have the purity of the orin self. So explains out to Rebbe Vihinei, Kamoike Mezivik Zunda Biyah, likewise in this intimacy, this unification of Zohar Machos of Biyah, Nivru Me'ayin Liyesh Kala Nivroim Ba'anoitzim Ranasim, so all the perceived existences, the identities, the entities of Nivroim, of Bria, Noitzrim of Yitzira, Nasim of Asiya, is all I day or Hanashamashibasekhan. First it stems from the power of the Nishama within them, which is what's the Nishama Shiala Kusma Kalam Diyusvirsa Machsatsilas. This is from the level of Alakus of the Kalim of the Tensors of Malchus Vatsilus, the Gambas Soicha, and more than that, in that is also contained Ha'oras Hakav the Ur and Sofa Malubish Batsilus at the Parsa. Flowing through that is also the Ha'ara, the radiating Flame, force of Ur in Sof that's within it from Atzilus itself that bursts through this veil, this parasol. And then you have the Ars Hakav, Shehimeir, Bekelem, Diosphirus, the Malchus. And you have then the ten in the in this is flowing the Ur Hakav into the vessels of the ten spheres of Malchus, this Bok Aparsimam that also, to speak, broke the veil and allowed for there to be that flow of energy back into Biyah, like it's an Atzilus. Now, we already said the frequency changes, but it's still sort of the same or. Even more than that, even the Kav itself, the level of the Kav, which is residing in the lowest levels of Ak, which here he explains is on the level of Nehi of Ak, which we won't get into now, which is at the end of the straight line, so to speak, of Ak, which we'll talk about more in the continuation of the letter, which fully end in the world of Asiya. So these straight lines, which are the lines of the Kav that flow downwards, so now the light of the Kav, the energy of the Or, is flowing from that highest level, and flows into this Nisham of Biyah, which is purity of Elikus. So you have this higher form of Or. And then you have a further radiation of that, that's that flow now into the nefesh and the ruach of the ten spheres of Biyah. And even the kalim of Biyah, that means it doesn't stop in the neshama form, the elikus form, but that level travels down into the lower levels of Biyah. And then you have a further breaks off into a level of radiation, which is all the existences, all the creations, all the entities of the worlds of Briyatsi also contain within them now this Ur Hakav, the Ur of their own self. That everything, all even the most physical existences, the oceans, all come from Va'ata, the level of the Ur Hakav, the energy of the Ur and self of God. And despite this, it's not coming from the Ur itself, it's coming from the energy that emerges out of the Ur. That's why it's Ha'ara. It will be the Ur itself pure. 
then it won't be ha'ara. Ha'ara means it's a radiation of that. It's a hispashtus. It's like the person's face shining that gives energy to other people, or a person talking, giving energy to other people. It's the expressive form that's coming out. But the very essence of the Aryan self doesn't take up space, and therefore it's not categorized by a certain place. And therefore it's equal in all realms. As is expressed in the post that God says, the heaven and earth I fill, all equally. Even the most physical realm has the same purity of Aryan self, just not an expressive form. The Aryan self doesn't change. It's the expression, so to speak, of the Aryan self that could change. The Ha'ara that expresses the Aryan self, there it changes and is relevant to realms of levels, which is the Bimala part. Actually, this is a concept of Seviv as explained in Lakutti Amor and Parak Memchas. It's only this level of radiation of expression and the expression of the expression, the way it breaks itself down into further levels. Now, even higher than that, even from this power of Seviv that is equally dispersing energy in all four worlds, Mayor shines a la cava pinimi into the inner cav, terrakalem the spheres to be out through the ten spheres of Biyah, but are also terrakalem, and again, through this permeates the kalem of Biyah, and noisim behem, and that's why they have the power, that's why we could have children, that's why we could reprocreate, that's why there's a power of Yeshmain, because the purity of our own self is residing within us. We have the power, we're not conscious of it, but it's there. And since at the end of the day, the form of creation comes from kalem, let's say human beings produce children. You need a keli to create the child. You need a physical body. So that's why that's why there's multiplicity and divided in many different forms because of the fact that it's through kalim. Kalim, as spoken about in previous yorim, divide ideas into many divided entities and energy into many different forms. Especially based on the concept of letters, letters, as explained earlier, produce the trend and, and create different forms of energy and therefore different forms of creation.